Welcome to Drone Business Talk, the show where we discuss the business of unmanned aviation. Find out about the latest drone applications and trends as we talk to drone company CEOs, business owners, pilots, and thought leaders to reveal the status of the drone industry. Welcome to the 12th episode of Drone Business Talk. We're here back with our CEO series, and today's guest is Nahum Fish, Head of International Business and Operations at ProTrack. Welcome, Nahum. How are you doing? I'm fine. Very good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, could you tell me a little bit more about yourself, about what it is that you do and who you are? Okay. Um, so I am the uh, person responsible for uh, international business and operations in uh, ProTrack. ProTrack is a software company which was founded in 1998. So it's been around for quite some time. Uh, we are in the business of um, computer vision, and uh, we've done uh, quite a few things, and we have quite a few products in this uh, field. Uh, currently, we are focusing on the um, what's called video anchoring technologies and products. Um, video anchoring is uh, actually basically um, matching video to a map and then uh, being able to extract the um, the coordinates, the real world coordinates of every pixel in that video, be it real time or offline. Um, and we've, we, we have several products um, based on this technology and the one or the, the two product, main, main products that are relevant to what we are going to discuss today the uh, airborne platforms market uh, are one which is called flight it's uh, it's actually a, uh, a software product software engine or or a standalone application which uh, allows the the user to extract um, the coordination coordinates of every pixel in the video and also detect movement of objects and show them them on the map. So that's uh, good for quite a few uses. The other one, which is uh, the uh, the newest member of our product family, is called Locator, and it's um, it's actually a software engine which allows uh, an air uh, an airborne platform, be it manned or unmanned to fly uh, without GPS or INS. It, it, it fixes them, it, it can uh, fly with them, it can fly without them, uh, and it uses our uh, computer vision technology. And uh, we're very excited about it. And when we've shown it to a few companies, they were quite happy to know that it exists because everybody is looking for such uh, a product. And um, that's uh, that's who we are. Um, I am uh, I'm at the company. I've been at the company for eight years now. It's uh, it's very exciting, and I'm happy to be here. All right, that sounds good. Um, you, you say like um, like the core business of ProTrack is matching images um, to maps to determine the exact coordinates of a specific. Of a specific place. Um, 
you're the first company that I've ever heard of that does that. Are there a lot of other companies that do these kind of things? Um, I'm sure that there are, uh, but um, I, I, I'm I'm trying to be very, you know, <laughs> uh, not trying to boast here or anything, but uh, we have a very good name in the market, um, and we are considered. Um, probably the best uh, in the market with, with this capability. Um, and we have been doing this for quite a lot, quite, quite some time now, um, about 15 years. So our technology is very robust, very, um, uh, how can I say, it, it's, it's, it's working, yeah. okay? And it's being used, it's, uh, it's operational, <laughs> being used by, uh, multiple customers, very big companies. Um, and uh, we have taken it to really very high levels of, of robustness and precision um, and, and speed. So um, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're pretty good at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no need to be too modest. Um, so a couple of your products really focus on the drone market. Um, and then I can imagine that your other products don't really like focus on the drone market in general. How is the how is it in percentages? How much of the company is focused on the actual drone market, and how much is focused on the other aspects? Um, I think that we are currently um, our our main focus currently is on the drone market, the unmanned, the autonomous. Uh, um, uh, platforms, air, airborne platforms market um, for quite a, a lot of time, almost 20 years, we were focused on security, on uh, protecting uh, sensitive perimeters, etc. Um, and we've, we've analyzed the market, we've analyzed our capabilities and decided that um, the uh, airborne platforms market is, is huge. It's going to explode. We have the capabilities. We can help uh, um, customers and users and operators um, and use their platforms much more securely. Uh, so we decided to put our main efforts in that direction. So in, in percentages, I would say 90% is for the airborne market. Yeah, that's quite a lot. I can imagine that the company then shifted a couple of years ago a lot towards the drones away from the security, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. Um, so you told me that you're now working at ProTrek six years or eight years? Eight years. Eight yes. years, yeah. What did you do before that? Um, I was in the telecom uh, market yeah. and telecom companies for quite some time. Uh, very exciting times, very exciting years. The market was uh, what what's what's uh, um, the airborne uh, platforms market today was the telecom market then. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you can imagine. What spoke to you the most to start working at at ProTrek? Um, it's uh, it's mainly changing. 
positions and uh, moving up uh, the chain, let's say, um, and the technology, the technologies that Protec have are very, very exciting, very advanced, and they're very smart. Uh, the person who is behind everything is the uh, our CTO and CEO and the owner of the company. And uh, he has several patents and uh, several inventions that made um, the, the, the the engine, the core engines of Protrack, very, very special. Um, they can do what others cannot. Um, all of our products are, are um, aimed at the, well, were, I mean, were aimed uh, at the uh, outdoors market, uh, working with very difficult video from outdoors cameras, um moving cameras ptz cameras um and and we could we could let's say with our v vmd technology video motion detection technologies uh we are able to detect movement uh when others cannot in very difficult um situations and environments from the air from the ground plus the ability to pinpoint where everything is on a map directly from the video. Wow, that's that's amazing. And um, so I I went to the special uh, part of the uh, of the market here. It's very it, it, it I mean, I'm, I'm looking for the the extra when I'm when I'm doing things. So uh, ProTrack is was uh, exactly what I was looking for. And uh, still is. Uh, that sounds good. It sounds like like you're really passionate about ProTrack. Yes, sir. Um, and if we if we talk more about passions, do you have? Would you say is your passion most about um, yeah getting to learn new business, or is it mostly the software kind of company that ProTrack is, or is it the aviation side and the drone side, or is it everything combined into one? Um, I think uh, our our customers is the the most interesting part it's very it's not just one or two types of customers it's very dynamic we work with a lot of markets um both civilian and not civilian um and the things that they do with their products with their systems are very very interesting and we are adding um more capabilities and to see the the entire system working with our capabilities inside it is very very interesting and special um you don't see what what we do every day because um it, the, the the systems that we are incorporated in or integrated in uh, are um are specialized um, and and they're very interesting, dealing with very interesting things. So so the the um, the dynamics of our customers, the, uh, the the things that they do. Now it's it's we we have been working with the airborne market for a lot of time, uh, 
10, maybe more, almost 15 years now. Uh, and and I'm, I like the, uh, the airborne side of things because, well, that's my personal, uh, one of my personal interests. Um, and, and I mean, uh, taking that uh, with everything that I've just described and um, incorporating it to our business makes everything very exciting for me personally. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the things we do. It's, it's our customers, their systems. Uh, we are we are helping to advance the uh, you know the products and the tools that in the end help people and and change people's lives and that's very exciting I think it's very important yeah definitely um, you're you're at the forefront of new technology and you're always at the at the top of the market and top of the game which makes yeah. it very interesting. Um, as head of operations um, and international business, what is it that you do on a day-to-day -day, uh, base? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm in touch with our um, existing customers. Um, and I'm, I'm uh, always in the lookout for new customers and, uh, and you know, Getting uh, new business, uh, new connections. Um, I manage the um, all the contact with with uh, the customers, their 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 business people, their technical people. I connect between the um, our tech guys uh, and the customers. Um, a lot of marketing activities, uh, pre-sale, uh, contracts, uh, price offers, um, everything which is not technical, actually. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, it's 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 a full, it's a full uh, day's work, and uh, but I like it. It's very dynamic. It's not just one thing. It's everything, and you see the big picture. And you see the um, the newest technologies and the market trends and everything, and you you change the company's strategy according to everything that you see, everything new that you find out. That's very exciting for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I can relate very much. I do very similar things. And then on Wednesdays afternoons we we record podcasts and, and so on because <laughs> we we create time for that as well. Um, so you're obviously very passionate about about what it is that you do at ProTrek. What is what are your other passions outside of work? Wow. Um, well, first of all, my family. Um, um, personally, I. Um, I run a lot, uh, do some sport, um, some music, um, I read a lot, uh, and I, uh, I like to travel. That's, uh, that's main things so, there. So when do you sleep? 
Uh, I, I get sleep. It's okay. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> All right. You said that um, you're sort of a connection between the customer um, and the development team from the company, um, between the IT guys and the customer. That's a very big difference most of the times because I do that a lot as well. Yeah. How is that for you? Um, how what what would you recommend to people like us who have to deal a lot with clients and then the IT people who don't speak the same language? How what yeah. what would you what what tips would you give? Uh, exactly uh, what you said is very correct. Uh, it's very true. They they don't always speak the same language. I mean, the business part and the technical part. I think that uh, in order for in order to bridge between these two worlds to understand the uh, business needs uh, and operational needs of the customer and translate them into what your tech guys relate to, um, a lot of, of professional experience is needed. I mean, um, you have to be in the business for quite some time. Um, you have to learn the, uh, the dynamics of, of the entire thing, of, of the high-tech industry, not always the high-tech industry, not, not just the high-tech industry, uh, but, but you, you have to work with the technology. You have to uh, be with some experience of implementing, of seeing how your products, your technical products, uh, are being implemented by the customer with his um systems and his products and what what the needs are uh, how they work um what they uh, what they uh, want to do and want to achieve with their with their product uh and you have to be in this process for quite some time because there are a lot of types of of um customers uh the the products are you know without end there are a lot of types of, of products and technologies etc that that the customers need um so you you have to to understand the dynamics of that and of course you have to be with a technical know-how um of a lot of technologies a lot of verticals uh and and only then will you be able to uh, to really connect the two worlds. Um, I have worked as a, a, a network systems administrator um, and the pre-sale, post-sales support guy, a pre-sale support guy in the telco market um, with, with um, you know, government offices and, and now with ProTrack and a lot of things in the middle. So the, the, the experience is the, uh, the main thing here. And yeah. of course you, and, and you have to, to love it <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if you're not passionate, people see right through you. That is, that's definitely true. Would you say that it's the same for when you try to communicate from us project to the customer, because the customer is very specialized in its in its aviation part, for example. So if you talk with a drone operator, they're very specialized in the drone operation. 
how is it for you to enter that market and to be the connection between a software company and an aviation company? Because aviation people, they're known to be extremely passionate about aviation. Um, so how is that for you? Um, I, I have been connected to uh, the aviation world in the past. Uh, so I understand the language. I know the uh, uh, the um, the needs, the requirements, um, and of course I learn a lot from the customers that uh, come to us and ask us about our technology. So when they ask us if we can do this and that, and then I ask them what their plan is what are they planning to do with their um, their products um, what what are their needs uh, not not in terms of the you know the technical side but what they're trying to achieve in general with the product and with this conversation you learn a lot and if you speak to enough people enough customers then you get the picture. So again, it's it's uh, it's the experience, but you're always learning new things. And if you're not learning, if if you don't understand, if you don't know, then just look it up and learn. Try to to find more information and just learn. I mean, the internet is full <laughs> of of information. Use it. <laughs> definitely, I think for me, when I entered Ivernet a couple of years ago, that was definitely one of the hardest things for me. Is as a freshman out of school. To, to learn how to connect with people from the aviation industry and aviation industry that I didn't know anything about. Um, and I think one of the most important things that you say there is um, when a customer comes asking for a solution, like saying, hey, we need this, you need to get to know what the problem is and not just give them a solution because if you understand what the problem is, then you can help them a lot better, right? Right, right. And, 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 and sometimes when you understand the uh, the problem then um, it, it 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 did happen uh, not a lot but it did happen you say you know our our products they, sometimes they they cannot help the customer because they want to do so it, it and, and it's good to tell them that uh, that you cannot do it because uh, you have to be you have to be true. Uh, otherwise, it, it, you know, it, it can blow in your face, <laughs> business-wise. It, it will blow in your face. Yeah. So um, don't be shy. If, if you cannot do it, if, the, if your product was not designed for things that the customer is looking for, then don't be shy. Say, we, you can't do it, okay? And, and it's, it's, it's good for your... Um, for uh, I forgot the word. Um, edit that out. Yeah. I think. Yeah. You have to be sincere, and you have to be serious about things. Um, it's it's good for the customer, and it's good for you. I think definitely when when you're in. Um, 
a company that's in its early stages in, in a startup environment, for example, then it's it's very difficult. Then you always get the, the you always get the feeling to say yes to everything that people ask you. And then in the end, yeah, you're not delivering on what you promised. Um, do you think it's easier for an established company like Protrek to say no to specific things than it is for a startup? Or do you think it's still difficult to say no to things because you want to prove yourself and it's difficult to say no? It's always difficult, but you have to, you have to do it. I mean, otherwise you hurt the company because if you get into a project and do not succeed with that project, it, this hurts the customer and consequently it hurts you and your uh, reputation okay um, you, you lose time you can lose money fortunately that did not happen to us because we know to, when to say no <laughs> um, it's it, it's important I think that uh, I, I, I agree with what you said about the young companies but um, Young companies are usually more dynamic with their uh, products, so they can change them because they're not, you know, they don't have always have the, the final direction in which they're going. So they can mm -hmm. make the adjustments. But when you are um, uh, an established company, then you know what you what your strategy is. You know um, who your target audience is, and starting, you know, to adjust the company and its products uh, according to one specific customer's requirements. Uh, it's it's risky, very very risky. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to you have to know when to say no. Yeah, absolutely, and. Um, the younger the company is, the easier it is to divert a little bit into the right exactly. direction. Um, yeah, one, uh, maybe a, a simpler question. How big is ProTrack actually? How many people work? Uh, we are currently uh, a very, actually quite small company. We are six people. Okay. Uh, in, in the past, we were bigger. Um, and now we are, uh, we are getting back to we are uh, getting uh, bigger, we're growing, okay. and we are recruiting uh, new people, which is, uh, you know, a very good feeling. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think that the, um, the requirements of the market that we have decided to enter, the airborne platform market, uh, is the, uh, the reason for this. The market is growing. There's a lot of requirements for, uh, for, for these kind of products. Uh, yeah. I think that our strategic decision was very good and very correct. And uh, um, I think that uh, we are going to enjoy this, uh, <laughs> this, <laughs> this situation, yeah. Yeah, you're gonna be able to pick the fruits from your uh, good decision, yeah. right? Hopefully, yeah. It, it's a lot of work, but uh, yeah, that this is what we're working for. It's it's always a lot of work. If it wouldn't be a lot of work, we wouldn't like it either. Exactly. I think so. Yes, <laughs> I think so. 100%. Um, 
how did how did COVID affect um, the business with ProTrack? Was it had it a big impact or not? Um, not not too much, uh, which which quite surprised me. Um, 2020 was actually a good year uh, in general, by the way, for for uh, the high tech companies, um, and that that was uh, the year that we actually uh, finished the development of the new product. Uh, the the end of 2020 was yeah. uh, the, the time that we finished uh, developing the uh, locator and. Developing locator, as I said, was done because the market demanded it, required it. So, and, and the main work on this product was in 2020. And we, ha we already had sales during 2020 of this new product. So, uh, although, you know, outside uh, the, the, the office, outside work, things were difficult for everybody uh business wise it was not bad which uh, again it it, it it surprised uh, not just me but you know uh everybody was unsure what's going what's going to be what's going to happen and yeah. uh, i think that uh we were very happy to see the outcome of 2020 and of course 2021 also um it has been a good year we're growing because of 2020 so covid was good to us <laughs> in, a man, yeah. in a sense <laughs> i understand it it's almost it's almost too painful to say but it, for us it was it was very good as well it was it was good we, yeah. we grew a lot as well the, the last two years um so um let me see okay so um one of the of the main industries that you're focusing on is is the is the airborne market um what specific approaches do you use to get into contact with the markets that you want to target um well uh we've because of covid we weren't able to go out and, and and meet a lot of people unfortunately but now when things are getting better and back back to normal um uh we are uh, back to uh, marketing um we were at uh, dronex last month uh which was very exciting in london um yes, we're reaching out to uh to potential customers um, a lot of people are are looking as I said they're looking for this kind of abilities uh, so they they're searching online for companies who are dealing with uh, such uh, things and they 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 arrive to us and they uh, contact us through our uh, website quite a lot actually sure. uh, from all around the world um, very interesting very interesting to see how this the dynamics of things now and um so it's it's both active and passive so we, we reach out and also get a lot of uh of uh, people who are 
uh, approaching us, calling us, writing us um, by themselves. Um, we are going to step up our marketing activities now because we can uh, and, and uh, everything is opening up now. So it's going to be easier. Um, but, you know, I invite anybody who is interested to just drop us a line, uh, visit us, visit our website, uh, call us, write us an email. Uh, we'll be very, very happy to, to assist. And, and uh, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a, a buying. They don't have to buy from us. If they have any questions regarding this, the market, the technology, etc., we'll be happy, more than happy to answer. Right. I'll definitely link your, your email address and your website and so on. Right. Right. Um, in the description Thank in you. the comments and so so that people know where they have to reach out to you. Great. Um I had a couple of more uh questions. We're almost at the end already. The time time goes quickly. Um what is for you one of the biggest challenges that you face as head of operations and international business at ProTrek? Uh, well, I think um, getting the business in. Yeah, that's that's the challenge. Get yeah, that's a challenge. Finding the ways to um, reach the, the the customers, the relevant customers and uh, close deals with them. I mean, that's that's the whole idea here. Yeah. For me, yeah, that, no, I mean- That's how sales work, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, what, is um, the most, what is the most difficult for you? Is it getting the leads or is it closing the deals? Hmm. They're both, uh, well, I think that everything is now getting easier um because uh because customers the market is looking for this kind of capabilities so it's easier than than it was before it's still a challenge i mean you have to to persuade the person you're speaking with or the people they are uh, speaking with um that uh, your product is the best and it can do everything that they want, et cetera, et cetera, and sell it. Um, so, so it's, it's, it's the mix. Um, it, it, I mean, I, I think that for any, any business person, uh, marketing sales, uh, business development, it's, it's the same challenge. Um, and, uh, it's not just one thing. It's the entire process. But yeah. we're we're, but but when when your when your customers when your products suit your customers' needs, then that's easy. I think that your product suits the market perfectly. You wouldn't get I hope so. so much, <laughs> you wouldn't get so much demand and so much people contacting you without you contacting first if there wasn't a real need. Yeah, it, it's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, good good job. <laughs> You, you did Thank it. you. <laughs> um, how would you say that you, um, um, where would you say that you want your business to be in two years? So where do you see ProTrack in two years? Um, well, 
we would like to uh, the the locator software um, is when you look at it it's it's a backup for your gps and ins systems okay when they stop functioning we keep functioning so and and they're very they're very vulnerable both of them and uh there's a lot of people are are basing um their entire operations on mainly gps okay so what we want to do is we want to be the the backup we are uh, we are pretty sure that this capability, our capability of, of um, uh, no GNS uh, or GNSS uh, free, GNSS free positioning based on uh, computer vision and, and video matching should be regulated. It, it, this, this capability is, is very, very robust, very secured, very uh, safe. So, um, if you if if positioning is uh, such an important um, factor in flying drones, flying swarms, uh, you know, uh, making whole businesses uh, based on this, then this capability should be anchored in uh, legislation in regulations etc that's what we're aiming for i'm sure that there are other capabilities other technologies that that uh, that aim to do that it doesn't matter the the the, the market should use the uh, the most uh, secured method of positioning in in the new world let's say okay um so we're we're uh, trying to get there. We're trying to persuade uh, that this this capability is something that everybody needs. Okay, um, and this is of course parallel to integrating the software and and the technology, the product uh, with uh, customer systems. And and which prove that it it's working, which which prove that uh, uh, it's needed, it's required. Mm -hmm. um, so so these are the two uh, uh, main main issues for us. One is um, getting the product into uh, as as much as many drones and and autonomous systems as possible and in parallel uh regulating this uh this product and 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 this this um, concept of gnss free secured positioning capability without gps and ins and do you think that regulators will eventually regulate these kind of things and, and put it in the legislation or is it i think they they will have to yeah. Because let's look at the next five years. Okay, the sky is going to be filled with uh, 
I don't know if it's five years or seven years, okay? But that's the time frame. It's going to get filled with drones. And uh, everything today is based on GPS. The bigger drones also have INS systems, but they drift. Okay, so many or most of the drones today use GPS. And in the next five years also. It's a good system, but it's very vulnerable. Every, anybody with, uh, with a, some very simple uh, RF device can block GPS or mm-hmm. even more dangerous, they, they can spoof the signal, the GPS signal. And when you have hundreds and thousands of drones flying simultaneously uh, above your head, you do not want GPS to be blocked. Because then, wow, it's going to be mayhem. It's going to be a disaster. They're going to start falling from the sky. They're not, they're just going to fly without direction uh, or just uh, stop uh, flying and just land immediately. You do not want that to happen. You want something which is, uh, which cannot be um, tampered with, okay? And if and you, you you need everything to keep working, even if somebody is harming uh, the the positioning system. So the legislators are going to demand backups. They 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 are going to demand secured, robust, safe positioning systems. Um, and. The, the 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 solutions are you know they vary you have hardware you you have software like ours um, so people are going to to decide based on um, I think uh, the cost and the simplicity yeah. um, and 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 so it, it doesn't matter what what actually they decide to to use, but legislators are going to demand that they do use something more. So yes, I think that's going to happen. Yeah, exactly what you're describing happened a month ago, right? In China with with the drone light show, it was one of, did you see the article? Uh, No, I haven't. I like last month in China, there was a, a drone light show and um, it was above people in the city and one of their competitors so it was with big swarm um, and it was over a building of the competitors and the competitors um, jammed these gps signals and the drones started falling from the sky on the people yeah exactly so it's so, exactly what you're describing happened yeah. like a, a month ago I, and i don't know if people know but uh this gps spoofing jamming uh, and spoofing has been uh, happening all around the world for almost well, the ten past ten years for sure. And a lot of drones uh, have, uh, and I'm I'm talking I'm not talking about the uh, you know hobby drones. I'm talking about the quite big drones, uh, not always the civilian drones, uh, which have fallen from the skies which have been hijacked, which have been uh, crashed, 
due to um, uh, spoofing, jamming. Uh, and it, it's still happening all around the world. It's very, very dangerous. People can get hurt. Yes. I'm not talking about the, uh, the, the, the equipment cost. Um, it, this has to be dealt with, and we have the solution. Absolutely. And why is it then that we don't just use your software in general as our locating algorithm and we just use the, GP, the GPS, for example, as the backup? Uh, as I said, GPS is is a good it's a good system when, when it's working everybody is 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 uh using gps currently uh, there's a lot of uh investment in gps i mean fleets of of uh of satellites by the way it's not just gps it's galileo it's glonass uh mm -hmm. etc okay gps is just one type of gnss system it's good it's working but when it stops working, then you have to start worrying. So you have now we have the solution. Before that, there were no good solutions. Now there's a solution for when GPS and INS are not working correctly. And it exists now. Okay, yeah. so you don't wait. <laughs> use it now. I mean, use the solutions now because it your your systems are very vulnerable um and and even if uh gps is going to be you know to to, to advanced technically advanced technically still it's going it's it's all about rf it's all about transmitting radio waves and radio waves can be blocked they can be jammed doesn't matter what they are where they're coming from they can be jammed when you're using something which is uh, like GPS, but doesn't need any transmissions in or out, then you have a good solution. That's what we do. Yeah, absolutely. They would, would it theoretically be possible that they, for example, recreate a part of the map somewhere else to fool, for example, one of your backup, one of the systems? I, I I don't understand the question. Yeah, it's a, it's a. We'll we'll uh, we'll leave that question out. It's I don't know how to how to formulate it. Good. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll just go to the next question. Um, no, it's okay. Is, uh, maybe maybe I can, even even for you, you you know your your personal interest. Um, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna skip it. Um, I. I, I was posing the question and I was like, no, Lennox, that's not a good question. Leave, <laughs> leave it out. Um, one of one of the things that, that I'm really interested in a lot more is what are what is like the biggest lesson that you learned? What is the biggest success story that you had in your time at ProTrack? And what is the biggest failure that you made? What is the biggest like um yeah, what is the biggest success story and what is the biggest failure? Um I think that uh well, we have several success stories. Um, we also work with um, customers who are not civilian. And uh, I can generally say that our systems have saved lives. Um, 
which is something that we are very proud of. Um, I cannot uh, you know, talk too much about it. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> but, uh, okay. but, but we, we had a lot of successes with, with our uh, products. Uh, as I said, there, they are, there have been, um, they have been operational for 23 years now. Uh, so there are a lot of, uh, of, uh, of success stories. Um, we, we, we haven't had, um, you know, a, a downfall because as, as I said before, we, we know when to say no to, to customers. We, we know when to say, sorry, we cannot do that. We're not shy. And I think that uh, that's a very smart approach. So it's either you succeed or everything is normal, but you don't lose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is that is a good strategy. Um, that was that was it for my questions. Um, I think what I would like to hear, like in general, one more time, isn't is like a short summary of the two products that you do because they're very interesting. Okay. And I think they deserve like a second, a second mention. That, that's that's great. Um, we uh, ProTrack uh, makes, develops and sells a computer vision software. Um, we 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 um, just a second. I'm sorry. Um, we're experts uh, in image matching, in video matching, in geo-reference, uh, and video geo-referencing and geo-positioning. Um, we work with very difficult uh, to process videos, meaning video that, uh, it, that arrives from cameras or video sensors that are uh, in the outdoors, okay, um, bad visibility, shaking, um, moving um, uh, cameras, whether they are ground-based or whether they are in the air, on balloons, on, on planes, on drones, whatever. Um, and we can, uh, and we use this video to, to have, um, to, to assist the operators in their jobs and, and what they have to do with video. Um, the, the two main things that we are focusing on right now is, um, one is extracting uh, geographical coordinates from the video itself in real time or offline. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, allowing uh, plat airport platforms to keep flying, uh, even when GPS and INS systems are not working correctly or not working at all. Uh, we do this uh, by using our proprietary um, video matching technology, uh, which has been developed over more than 20 years and is operational uh, and, and is being used by um, very 
um, very big companies, um, integrators and, and manufacturers. Uh, and uh, our products can be integrated as software into the customer's systems directly, or they can be used uh, as standalone systems or standalone applications. And as for the uh, GNSS free positioning capability, we also have uh, um, cooperated with a hardware company and now we have a, uh, a box which is connected to the, uh, let's say the drone's co uh, controller, okay? It, the box has all the sensors, the processor, the camera, everything in a very, very small and lightweight package. It connects to the, con to the uh, controller and allows it to fly without GPS. Um, and this is what we, we would like everybody to, to know that this thing exists. You can fly even when your GPS and INS are not working correctly. You can still fly. You can still carry out your operations. Uh, your your um, value chains are, are going to keep working uh, even when GPS is not working, which is very, very important. Um, and we will be more than happy to assist and help and uh, teach about this. All right, thank you so much um, for, for, the, for the explanation again. And if anybody um, wants more information or is interested in this, um, you can reach out um, to them via their website that will be linked um, in the description of the podcast and it will be in the comments and it will be on LinkedIn. It will be easy to find. Um, and if you can't find it, you can always ask me and I'll re redirect you. Um, it was great talking to you. It was a good podcast. So thank you so much. Um, and and have a good day, Nachum. Drone Business Talk is brought to you by iDroneact, the drone management platform. iDroneact makes it easy to fly professional drones in safe, legal, and profitable way. iDroneact clears the air so you can focus on your mission and fly more.